0: Hello, Black Healing Matters family. This is Danielle here, the Black Healing Matters podcast, where we offer you new ideas to hopefully move you one step closer to your healing. Happy Friday to you. You know, you made it yet another week. It is now what? Almost the end of May going into a summer. Hopefully it's, the weather is changing and you're feeling good wherever you are in the world, wherever this meets your ears. And on this wonderful Finance Friday, I have our resident finance expert, okay, the one who brings the most. You know, she delivers every time for us. You know who I'm talking about. Yes, we have once again the one and only Miss Tasha Danielle of Financial Garden. Tasha, are you there?
1: Yes, I am. Hi, Danielle. Thank you for that welcome, too.
0: You know, I love having you, Tasha. You know, this it's it's always a pleasure, truly. Uh, not just because you're so beautiful and wonderful, right? <laughs> because you always deliver as well. Uh, and the yeah. feedback is amazing. So Black Healing Matters family, if you haven't heard any of the previous episodes with Tasha, including her story and how she started Financial Garden. Um, and how she paid off over $80,000 of debt before she was 30 years old. If you haven't heard those episodes, you need to go back into the vault and you owe it to yourself to listen to those previous episodes because Tasha really has a story and we don't have time to go into it all today. But I'm telling you, you owe it to yourself to listen to um, her story and what she's been able to accomplish. And I think that will be a great backdrop to the conversation that we're going to have today on the topic of long-term budgeting. So in the past, uh, we have talked about, or Tasha talked about rather, how she paid off, again, $80,000 of debt in a pretty short period of time. And Obviously, to do that takes a lot of sacrifice, takes a lot of discipline and budgeting. But what about the long term? How do you budget for the long term? You know, how do you budget to make sure that your family has long term stability, has a kind of more or less stable financial environment, you know? That's what we're going to be talking about today. And I know Tasha has some fire to deliver to you, <laughs> right? So, Tasha, resident expert. <laughs> and also, she's a uh, certified public accountant, too, y'all. Like, no joke. She's a real, real expert, okay? Not not the one, not self-proclaimed. She's got life like <laughs> to prove
1: it, okay? Instagram so, self-proclaimed. <laughs> <laughs> Yes.
0: not one no, of those no, 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 no. so tasha what's your first uh piece of advice for those of us who need help with our long-term budgeting
1: i always tell people to set goals first mm-hmm. before do anything with money you need to get to your why because if you don't start with that then you won't stay on track then you will be like this is stupid i feel like i'm making a lot of sacrifices so Number one, set goals. And I want to recommend a book that changed my life. Glenda Bridgeforth Hodges' book, Girl, Get Your Money Straight. Mm. And this book is talking about finance from a holistic perspective. And it really makes the reader sit down and get to their why. Not just their why, but like how to create goals for their parents professionally family goals so it really stretches you so i always recommend that book first when you know starting to even think about budgeting or whatever it's a pretty uh quick read so head over and purchase it Uh, i think it's available on amazon second uh, i I
0: would say i I i haven't actually read that book but when you, when you say holistic approach to finances, I think that's dead on because a lot of times right. we, we just, we see like budgeting and money as just like this one box or this one category, not realizing right. how emotional and how like emotionally attached we are to money and how that, right. that's is hugely important to who we are, you know what I mean? And our lifestyle. So whole, whole. Listically agree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely get that book. You know, it's it's really a game changer. Okay. What's your second the second tip you were you're were gonna give us today? Automate. Uh, so I love budgeting. I've been doing it since I was a kid. I'm a money nerd. So I'm a little bit different from the average person. A lot of people are like, I don't want to sit down and write a budget. I don't want to write my income and write out every expense and, and plans for how I'm going to spend my money. Definitely. Okay, I get it. <laughs> I get it. So, I can tell you to use Mint. I can tell you Mint is a budget application. I can tell you to use YNAV, why you need a budget application. But if you are not going to stick to it, what's the point? One way to make sure you stick to it is by automating uh, your money. So having separate accounts. So when I paid off $80,000 a of debt, I, had, I went strictly cash. Except for like my bills, my rent, or whatever. That was not, I didn't go in and pay that in cash. But everything else was in envelopes. So I had a food envelope, a gas envelope. Once I paid off, off my debt, it went to automate it with different bank accounts. So I have... An account for my bills. I have an account for, I do give to my church. So I tithe. So I have an account that's going to that, that's not in with my bills. I have a savings account for travel. I have all these different accounts because there's no way I can overlap or touch stuff that I don't wanna, that's not gonna align with my goals. So if you're just getting started off and you're like, I don't want to do a budget or you have a budget and you're not sticking to it. You wrote it out on a piece of paper and you're like, it's just there. I strongly suggest you just open, um, you, you have at least three accounts. One account is strictly for your bills. So that's your rent mortgage. If you have car payment, any bills that are, you know, are due, that's not uh, fluctuating or whatever. Have one account for that. So you know that you won't ever touch that. You won't overdraft your account because that's strictly for that. I wouldn't even have a debit card to that account. So you can't touch it unless you have to go in the bank. The second account will be for your savings. And I I don't agree. I don't think people should save just to save. So figure out what your savings number will be. So what's your comfort? What what are you comfortable with having in the bank? Or what do you feel like it would be a necessity? Mm-hmm. So usually people feel like if they had, um, I read an article, if you had a $1,000 emergency, would it be a devastating blow? And most people are like, yeah. So maybe a thousand, two thousand dollars that account you don't touch unless it's like an emergency. And the third one would be for your spend, mm-hmm. however you want to do it. So it won't be so overwhelming. For me, I have a lot of accounts because it, that's what makes me sleep well at night. But for certain people, they're like, even three accounts don't make it sound weird. So one for your bills, one for your saving, or once you hit that saving goal, don't touch it. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is for your money. So this is, if you go to the movies, if you go out to eat, if you're getting pedicure, manicure, hair, everything, that will be in that account and you can manage it how you need to. And if you feel like it's not enough, well, you got to make it work. Yeah i go make some more money. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: I feel you on that. I, I, you know, for me, that has been one of the, of the real, um, very powerful techniques that I use. Um, I read a book a long time ago called Automatic Millionaire. And I forgot who the writer was, but I'll link it. I'll try to remember link it in the show notes, but Automatic Millionaire basically explains that, you know, by automating things instead of spending time, you know, writing checks or going online to pay every specific bill or, you know, instead of actually, you know, doing that, automating everything, even your savings ha- can basically make you a millionaire and putting your savings first. Like for me, that was that was huge, like putting my savings first instead of it being like whatever i have left over yeah you know i i always because i i I see it as paying myself like if i'm gonna be the the one working here (laughs) you know i'm the one i'm it's because of my labor that this income has arrived you know then i'm definitely gonna pay me first and to me that means I, I've gone without paying bills on time and I know that that's a no no. But I'll I'll pay a bill. I will not pay a bill instead of paying myself.
1: <laughs> and I'll pay myself. You I, know me. I don't like that. <laughs> I know that's extreme, but I'm like, hey, I'll pay me first, you know? What I mean? but Everybody's different. So <laughs> yeah, to each its own. I'm not gonna be like, oh my God, you you know, that that you should never do that if that's what you want to do with your money that's on you i um i have not read that book i it's on my like to read list but again it's it's really up to what works best for you i don't i don't save anymore i have a a say amount saved that i'm comfortable with and now i'm all about investing at this point i paid off all my debt I already had that saving cushion i don't need to save if you keep saving it's just gonna sit there and i think that's one thing that's a whole other topic but really yeah i'll move on from there <laughs> that's, true.
0: that's true for all day okay uh last topic uh last sorry last point you have
1: one more for us tasha yeah, yeah i got a couple two two more oh, two um, more. i'm sorry um so after you automate then Think about if you're like that, that account that's for you to spend your money in and you're like, this is not enough. How can you increase your income? I think a lot of people talk about cutting back all the time, but what are some ways you can bring in some more money? So for me, when I first started off on my journey, it was, I know how to live frugal, but a lot of people are like, I can't cut nothing else. So why do I need to write a budget or do have long term budget? You know, it is what it is. That mindset is going to prevent you from growth. And so I think once you figure out you have this account, let's say it's only $200 in this account for you to spend for yourself personally for the whole month. You're like, man, somebody to get paid late. I'm not doing this. What are some ways you can bring in more money? So usually a lot of people think they're nine to five. They don't have a talent in that, but there's always a talent that you have as you're growing your skill set every day if you're going to work. So if you're a teacher, do tutoring on the side. That's extra money. Mm -hmm. So think stuff like that. You don't have to always think Lyft or Uber. There are sites like Fiverr or Upwork where you can get freelance gigs to do and set your rate. So maybe think about looking at learning how to build websites. Have you always been good with, like, graphic designs or just putting together flyers? play around and see if you can create a site and then start looking for work that way. Say you're a beginner, but think about ways to grow and I believe in law of attraction stuff will come to you. Um, if you have to open your mindset to increase. So that's my, another tip, my third tip for you with long-term budget budgeting Think increase, not just decrease.
0: Yes. You know, I think that, When it comes to increasing our income, a lot of people think that, you know, you have to do something spectacular or like add this whole level of complexity to your life. And it really doesn't have to be that complex. Um, Honestly, you know, thinking about the things that people ask you for all the time, you know, Um, my aunt has one of the best pound cakes ever. Like, people who come from out of town to visit our family before they, you know, want to say hi or whatever, they want to know when is the pound cake going to be. You know? <laughs> like like I have people that like friends that cook cake for Thanksgiving years ago who were like, "Yo, did you I still make that pound cake?" So I keep trying to tell her like, you know, she can make that pound cake with her eyes closed. You know what I'm saying? Like she'd been doing it for so long. She can make that pound cake with her eyes closed. Don't need no measuring cups, no spoons, no nothing. Just, you know, like, bam, done. You know, I Come to her. And I keep telling her, like, this is something that you need to figure out how to sell. Whether it's, you know, selling actual cakes or maybe even figuring out how to make a formulation where You know, somebody can tear open a package and pour it in a, you know, pour it in a bowl and make their own with using your recipe, a formulation of ingredients. This is something that could easily be part of your life without very much extra effort on your part, without learning something new. So point is, think about those things that you're good at, things that people ask you for or they, you know... They come to you for naturally and start charging them basically. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. And, you know, I think a lot of people are like, I don't have a talent because I didn't think I had any talent because I didn't know how to sing or dance. I love right. you know in my car I am, you know, Beyonce, okay. You can't tell me <laughs> otherwise. But I know I have no no vocal range, no nothing. But anyway, my point is, is that you have talent, you just, you you. if you don't know, ask the five people closest to you, what am I at? Right. So it may not be you can sing or dance or draw, but you may be a great organizer. You may mm-hmm. be a very strategic person thinking, and that's like one of my talents. You don't hear people broadcast that, but that's a skill that's needed. It's very much so. Thinking, being able to speak to people, talking, mm-hmm.
0: like I didn't think of it as a talent either, but until someone told me, like, your energy is amazing. Like, you need to be doing things that, that showcase your energy. And how, how do you sell energy, you know? But the truth is that it's, it's very viable. Every MC host, you know, like, they all are selling their energy. So when you think about your talent, this, is, this could be a whole different topic altogether. But really, I feel like that's something that we a lot of times undervalue our talent and our, and our, uh, our abilities and think that they're not worth anything. So definitely you're worth it. Okay. You got something. You just got to figure out what that is. Okay. Last
1: one. <laughs> I, I was thinking, I was thinking too, cause I had wrote down five. I'm sorry. I, I'm like, I'm sorry. It's been a long minute. Long. Minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: okay. What's your, what's your next time,
1: tip? The, they kind of go, go hand in hand. Um, so once you have you, your goals, you're automated, and you try to see what kind of way you can in, increase, not just thinking decrease. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have debt, you need to kill it. Mm-hmm. So long-term budgeting. If you are saddled with debt, your long-term bur- budgeting plan will fail because you're you're always gonna feel like you're in a rabbit hole. So I, I just want to say that. And my last point is money mindset. Partners, like I am very big on. Mindset, who's around you and we talked about this briefly in another podcast it really does matter Mm -hmm. i double major in economics and psychology because i know they go hand in hand Mm -hmm. and so if you are listening to this podcast you're curious about ways to improve your health yourself financially and you may have said this to someone closest to you and they're like oh people always have that Man, you never going to be able to do this or, you know, budgeting doesn't work. You still going to be in the same place that negative talk podcast, as I said before, or look for a free local conference. You know, go to go on Eventbrite if you're in the States or some other form of that and find an event around you where you can feed off the energy because energy is a real thing. And so I will give you an example not about my debt journey and people like that, but just now I'm looking to grow financial garden. Mm-hmm. And so my friends are amazing, but your friends don't always have to support your endeavors, like talk about it constantly or whatever. So I am obsessed with a particular podcast. They had a live podcast event and I went solo. And my goal was to connect with one other one other woman at that conference. Cause it was a woman's conference. They had the same mindset as me, and I did, and we are like, booming. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have that energy per se in my hometown, or I had it hit or miss, it wasn't consistent, where I knew I needed to seek outside my inner circle. I'm not saying, oh my God, I, I grew my circle of friends. I'm not saying that at all. So I don't want you to think that either. Mm-hmm. If you are feeling like you're not connecting where you where you wanna go, you can't connect with the people that you are with, go outside your circle and find that connection don't discount your old circle
0: right
1: but think about ways so if you are listening to podcasts like this what other podcasts are similar to this that people are listening to in your area a meetup or something where you can you know stay motivated that's true
0: it's again energy is so important and i think that that perfectly segues to my my final tip as well which is um, in your budget, you know, when you're making your budget for the long term, one of the things I find that people often neglect or is one of the first things to kind of be, you know, left out or not, maybe never even considered is investing in yourself and developing yourself. Because at the core of this budget and all of these plans is you. And the reason you're doing all of this, the reason you're budgeting and you know making these kinds of plans for your life, is not because you know you want to have necessarily there's a, a certain number in your bank account. That is really irrelevant. What it comes down to is the lifestyle that you want to live, and the feelings, and the experiences, and the people. These are the things that you want to imbibe. So. When it comes down to it, again, you're at the core of all of this. And if you're not healthy, you're not growing, you're not developing, you can be sure that everything else will be secondary at best. Like it is not even important. I'm sorry, what did you say?
1: Yeah, I, said, I couldn't agree with
0: you more. Sorry for cutting you off, but yeah. No, no, you're, you're I'm, I'm glad you agree uh, because just what I see so often is like, even for people like me and you, Tasha, who actually do care about budgeting, um, sometimes we fall into this trap of budget 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 money 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 and then at the core of it you're miserable you're unhealthy you know you you don't want to spend money on decent food you know or uh, uh, exercise like you know you'll go without feeding your body or or exercise or you know taking care of yourself your skin like walking around looking like who done it and but you got money in the back. I'm guilty of this. I'm only. I'm speaking <laughs> from experience no, now. Okay. I, <laughs> telling on myself. But I think the thing that I I realize as I've matured and gotten older, while saving money, while building, you know, my my empire, if you will, that the most important thing that I can invest in is me.
1: Yeah. Um. I would-
0: and it, at, I'm at the core of everything I do. And if I'm not right, there nothing is right.
1: Exactly. I couldn't agree more. You said it very well. <laughs> Thank you very
0: much. I appreciate that. And I'm really glad that you agree because I know you're you're a hardcore finance expert. So
1: I, I I am, but I've always so I've you know, I attract people who are opposites because I know I need a I am I'm very type A. Mm -hmm. so I'm very focused I'm very rigid so it's a strength and it's a curse so I'm very aware of that and so the closest people to me are not they're the extroverts type B blah 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 blah. but I need that in my life so I won't be so rigid and not live and not you know oh I could be doing this or whatever with my money so I I can have some type of healthy balance with it I used to be that way too. Um,
0: <laughs> before, I think, you know, this is a whole different conversation, but I think there's a threshold that of of finances that you get to. Uh, and before you get to that threshold where you can kind of breathe, it just feels like, you know, any little thing can set you off. Like, like you said, for most people, a $1,000, um, you know, issue a one a one thousand dollar emergency is a catastrophe like mm-hmm. could be life life threatening you know financially at least um, <clears throat> and kind of turn them in upside down and that stress again going back to investing in yourself doing you know, energy work, going to yoga, do whatever you need to do for me, that's what it is. It's energy work. It's investing in classes and you know learning how to take care of myself, learning how to do you know healing modalities. I spent a lot of money and time on those things. people think I'm crazy, but it's enhanced my life and and, and made me a lot more money actually because I'm a lot better at what I do because of who i you know the energy and and you know the feeling I have but again it It all goes back to the idea of you know, taking care of yourself and you know being being in that space. All right, let's wrap this up. <laughs> okay, I, I don't want to make it too too long for us, but I do want to thank you again, Tasha. Um, you, you know, very give, awesome. I know you are very busy. I know that you know you you have a whole lot of things going on right now, like Healing Matters family, Tasha is actually teaching her program, a uh, fi- financial garden program to children in, uh, in Detroit, right? Detroit Public Schools? Yeah, Detroit and Metro Detroit, areas. Okay, so she's working in public schools in the public schools, and in corporate America, okay? So, <clears throat> full-time corporate America, and damn near full-time working with these kids, too. Yes. y'all. <laughs> (laughs) it's serious okay so the fact that she can take time out for us is no small feat so please do head over to her website, financialgarden.net, sign up for her newsletter. It is phenomenal. I've been reading it. Okay. It has tips for you. It has tips for your children. It's a great newsletter. Uh, and it's definitely something you should be reading as well as keeping in contact, keeping up with what she's doing to just support her, uh, because what she's doing is truly shaping the next generation. Okay. Uh, no doubt about it. So on that note, thank you so much, Tasha. Appreciate you. Until next time, okay? Stay blessed. Don't work too hard, okay? <laughs> and Black Healing Matters family, I love you. Please connect with me again. Send me a call in if you'd like to contribute to this conversation. If you're here on the Anchor Nation, send us a call in again. If you're on Facebook, Facebook uh, Black Healing Matters on, uh, on the on the Facebook group as well as YouTube and SoundCloud, or Good old-fashioned email, blackhealingmatters at gmail.com. And on that note, Black Healing Matters family, we love you. Stay blessed. And as always, Black Healing Matters.